Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, church. Let's, let's welcome people around us as we please take our seats. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please, let me ask a question from your neighbor. Where are your brethren? Eh? Ask a question. Where are your brethren? Look around and look for someone after this service today. I hope it's not because uh, Brother Gide is collecting card from us today. As I people didn't show up. Well, it's, it's unusual for us to, to be like this this morning. But well, it also suggests that we have neighbors, we have colleagues, we have friends who we need to bring to Jesus. If you study the gospel, those people actually brought their friends to Jesus. They didn't even tell them to come. But they brought them. And by the time they were leaving, or they stayed in the presence of Jesus, uh, whatever the issues of their lives was resolved. We need, people need Jesus. The songwriter says, Jesus is the answer for our world today. Above him, there is no other. So let's be a good ambassador of Jesus this year by bringing our friends, our colleagues, our family members are to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. Praise God. As I praise the Lord, today we wrap up a series of teaching on sharing the vision. We um, look specifically uh, on the lighthouse, the lighthouse. So I titled this, the lighthouse. I don't know how many messages I've titled the lighthouse, but I also titled this, the lighthouse. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 6, from verse 6, or from verse, um, yeah, Isaiah 42, from verse 6, or rather from verse 5. Let's do message translation. Can you let me put a verse on this? I don't know. I'm hearing myself from afar. So let me adjust if you need to adjust. Say God's message, the God who created the cosmos, who stretched out the skies, who laid out the heart and all that grows from it, who breathes life into hearts people, makes them alive with his own life. I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have taken responsibility for you, kept you safe. I have set you among the people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nations. Say with me this morning, I am a lighthouse to the nations. I am a lighthouse to the nations. You know, he didn't say you are a lighthouse to Canada. Because when I say nations, people are already thinking, which of the nation, which is my favorite nation. But the nations there is the word ethnos. I am a lighthouse to people we share things in common. I am a lighthouse among my family, among my tribe, among my professional group. Because that's who God has made you and I. Verse 7. As lighthouses, what do we do? Verse 7. 
to make a start at bringing people into the open, into light, opening blind eyes, releasing prisoners from dungeons, and emptying the dark prison. We are lighthouses to the nation. That is the whole essence of this local church to bind people back to God, to snatch them out of darkness into the light, to give them a reason to live. Like what God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So as a lighthouse, I bring hope to the hopeless. The natural lighthouse, you know what it does to sell us. To those people, when there is storm on the sea and all hope seems to be lost, all that the sailors or the ship sailors are looking for is that beam of light that comes from the lighthouse. And once they can get it, they know that deliverance has come. They know that they are safe because it's not like in the middle of the night, if you are traveling on the ocean, Everything is pitch black. Sailors will tell you, you just look. I mean, it's as if you can just scoop the darkness. That's what happened. The only way you will see light is where you are standing in the ship. So, but in the lighthouse, is elevated. Even though this storm splashes against the tower, it is fixed. And sailors are looking for direction. So your life, my life, as a member of the Lighthouse Community of Believers, we are supposed to live our lives to give direction. And I love what God said. He said, I am God. He made a description of himself. And he said, the reason, he said, I have taken responsibility for you. So as a lighthouse, you are not supposed to struggle through life. I know we are tempted to use our head, but hey, the head will not fetch us anything. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. We are supposed to be Spirit-led, Spirit-taught, Spirit-directed. And we must come to the end of ourselves, what logic can do, and then allow God, he said he has taken responsibility for us, to keep us safe, he has set us among his people to bind them unto himself. Provide us as the lighthouse to the nation. Can I have a resounding amen this morning? Amen. So we have said that God is the one who established his church. God is the builder of his church. He did not only establish it. He's the one building it. And then God is the one who has advanced the church to make progress till date. And if he starts in his agenda of his coming, the church will still be here till Jesus comes back. The church has suffered persecution through the ages, but like the description of Paul, the church has been crushed, but not destroyed. Has been beaten down, but not forsaken. This church, with the good news, when I say this church, I mean the body of Christ, with the good news of Jesus, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. So God is the one who established his church. God is the one who is the builder of his church. God is the one who is advancing his church. The first church, Jesus said in Mark 16, 20, they said they went everywhere and the Lord was with them. Mark 16, 20. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus made that affirmation. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. 
But you see, all of us have a part to play in the building of this joy. We have what we call supplies of the Spirit. We need to exercise it, bring our own blocks so that the church can be built. You know the reason why the world is still intact in spite of all the chaos is because the church is still here. John chapter 9 verse 5, Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as the church is here, there is hope. As long there is church is here, there is renewal. As long as the church is here, there is restoration. So we have said that we are part of a whole. The church is from the Greek word ecclesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Heck means to be called out, to be called out. We were called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Colossians 1.13, we have been transported from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. We have delivered. We are delivered completely. Then seer means, klesia means, or yeah, heck means, lesia means general assembly. General assembly. We are the general assembly. The real general assembly. Through prayers, we mold nations. We mold cities. We mold society. We make a decree on their heart. And it is established in the heaven. God walked with us, confirming his word with signs following. So, we are the general assembly representing the kingdom of heaven. So, in the New Testament, the word church is referenced in two different words. Catholicos. That's where we have Catholic from. You know, uh, when politicians came, Roman, Nero, they wanted the universal. The word catholicos means universal. That's what is referred to as the body of Christ. But you know, infiltration of politics into the state matter, Nero wanted a, a, a church, a religion that is universal. But of course, behind it, they have all their business things that they deal. So they used, they adopted the word Catholic. So in God's dictionary, we are all Catholic. Not the denomination. We are the general assembly. We are the body of believers. So when you put us together, the ones in Lagos, the one in Ijebu, the one in, in, in Moba, the one in Burkina Faso, all of us are catilocus. So that's the body of Christ, the universal church. When you are filling a form, they say religion. You write Christianity. You are Catholicos. You are, you are making reference to the General Assembly, the Universal Church. But we also have that same word is also translated the local church. So if you read, for example, Romans 15, Romans 16, you will see Paul referencing it. The church that are meeting in places, in people's houses. Praise God. I'm going somewhere so that you can understand it. When those churches were meeting in those people's houses, it became too small to contain them because the gospel has transforming power. That was the beginning of the idea of building. So just strengthen the heart of worship. But the church is you and I. Jesus is living on the inside of us. So everywhere we go, before MTN discover that word, we are the church. I just want to remind you, we've said that. So we are the body of Christ. We are. We are. So the church is a mystery. It's a mystery. The church, I mean, don't take this in negative time before all these people discover it. The church is brotherhood. That's why you are referred to as brothers and sisters. The church is not only brotherhood, it's fraternity. 
there is something that binds us together. The blood of Jesus. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God. So it's fraternity. We'll fellowship. We kononia. You are my brother. You are my sister. In Revelation, the Bible talks about when Jesus comes, that people will, will, I mean, the new Jerusalem and all that. It's that people who have been redeemed from every nation, from every kindred, from every tongue. And he said there is a common thing. He said they have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And then the captain of their salvation is sitting on a white horse. And on his thigh is written the word of God. I need to preach myself happy this morning. I, I, two of my close people went into glory just yesterday. So I need to, there is hope. Church is not just church. Where you go. So it's something. This thing is real. It's not a religion. It's life. When I, this athlete tent is folded up, 2 Corinthians 5 says, it said, when this tent is folded up, we have a building, a building from God, eternal in heaven. He said, each day as you walk out through Lagos, he said, we are grown. We want to be clothed with our heavenly body. So it's Christianity. It's church that gives life before, life now, and life after. Every other person don't understand where they are going. I've seen people pass. There is a difference when someone knows Jesus. The last moment of their life is different. And I've seen people pass. While they are freshly passed, they have tears. It's still fresh. People die in pain. But there are people also die in victory, even while they are in pain. So, the church is a mystery. Brotherhood and fraternity exist. When we understand this mystery, then we know that we, are, we should be accountable. Because accountability is one word that church people don't want to hear. Church people will hear it, they know it. That's why they go to any extent. To strengthen their fraternity. Accountability is something many Christians avoid today. But the truth is that if we will be true to ourselves, in the final analysis, it is impossible to live this Christian life isolated. Even insulated. Yeah, because he wants you to bring many sons to glory. When you become a Christian, accountability isn't a burden. It's not religious duty, even though we may have made it look so. But rather, we understanding the importance of staying faithful to God and then faithful to each other who profess the name of the Lord. Can I have an amen this morning? So, accountability for us is staying faithful to God, staying faithful to your family, staying faithful to your church family. In Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14, the Bible emphasizes something to us. Can we read, please? Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14. Psalm 92, verses 12 to 14. Thank you for helping out. Said, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Let me say something for those of us who are used to agriculture. Every aspect, every part of palm tree is useful. Front, leaves, stem, uh, you get kernel out of it, every part. You can use it to build every part. There is no. So, the Bible is describing our lives as a life that will flourish like palm tree. And that's not the end. He said, we will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, all round fruitfulness. But it belongs to those who are planted, not those who visit the house of the Lord, who are planted, who are accountable to God, accountable to his word, 
accountable to his spirit, accountable to his leadership. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, we flourish in the courts of our God. Their flourishing will be so strong that even at old age, they will still bear fruit. And even their outlook, they shall be fresh and flourishing. That is the lot of the ones who are accountable to God. And that's what we need to aspire into. I don't aspire to be known by men. Personally, I aspire to be approved of God. I have, that's my aspiration. Even if you don't like my face, I'm talking now in the natural. If God likes my face, I am satisfied. Psalm 13, Psalm 15, 13. Let's do 13, 15 or 15, 13. I saw the scripture so many years ago. Psalm 15, verse 13. Psalm 15, verse 13. Or is it 13, 15? Help me. I'm looking for, I shall awake in his likeness. Either 15, 13 or 13, 15. Say, as for me, thank you, it's 1715. As for me, as for me, it's a personal decision. And it has helped me over the years. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness, in right standing. He said, I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. As for me. Accountability to God and to one another is described in James 5.16, which says, confess your faults to each other and then pray for each other. Sharing each other's body in prayer, recognizing the importance and importance of accountability in our lives. It means we are vulnerable to each other. We get into this brotherhood when we accepted Jesus as our Savior and King and our Lord, it simply means we are not blinded by our own needs anymore. Today, as a believer, we can trust the next chapter of our life's book because we know the author. And I'm saying this, that if you have not really worked on your intimacy with God, God, after you have professed Jesus, start your walk with him. He not walked with God. So you must start your walk with him. That is when you can enjoy Christianity. And see, I'm saying this because that's what our assignment here is. To make men see the mystery of this fellowship. To make men see it. Christ in us, the hope of glory, to make men see. Let the word of Christ dwell in you in all wisdom. It can swallow up depression. It can swallow up frustration. The words of Christ dwelling in us with all wisdom. To make men see the fellowship of this mystery. So, the Holy Spirit has done what is called baptism for us. He has immersed us into this mystery. He has. He has. And if you are immersed, be consumed with the blessing of this immersion. Let Christ, let him be your Lord. Is your Lord. Let him be, yeah, let him be your Lord. Is your Savior. Let him be your Lord. Let him be the king of your heart. The king of your life. If you read Paul closely, that's what he's always saying. He's always begging. So I'm begging you, if you are a member of this local church, you must allow Christ to walk in you and then through you. That's our vision. That's our the, the, our passion. I don't have anything. We don't have anything to give to you. 
Paul says, that which I receive of the Lord, I give to you. I don't have faith as standards. In fact, many times I don't remember to use it. I rather do what I call word infusion before praying. So, let's walk together on this journey. Be planted to see it. The word of God works. It works in every situation of life. It works through pain. It works through disappointment. It works through success. The word of God works. So, what do you expect in this local church that we are? Number one, biblical instructions. Biblical instructions. Number two, spiritual strength. Spiritual strength. Spiritual strength. Number three, the sense of belonging to a community. The sense. If there is a sense in it. Number four, a sustaining, thriving fellowship with God and with each other. A sustaining, thriving fellowship. Mutual one with God and with each other. So, our Christianity is about life in Christ. Jesus and in the love of God. So, the word membership is not a bondage. But commitment and grow and freedom to grow into Christ. When you say, I am a member of the local assembly, it's not a bondage. But it is actually your commitment, my commitment and freedom to grow into Christ. So, we are the church. I will remember you, I'll remind you again. I am not going to church. We are the church. I want you to understand it in this context. We are in his presence 24-7. He's showing us the path of life. So, if I say I'm going to his presence, in my mind, I'm, I'm looking for a location. That location is already in me. So, when I bring his presence, you bring his presence, together we can have what we call manifest experience. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I mean, we did just now. So there was worship. But I brought out my own fragrance. You brought out your own fragrance. If you didn't participate, you are looking. You are no looker. But when we do, there is just an awesome presence. You can literally feel. Some of you, it's not AC. Some of you felt a kind of coldness. Some of you felt a peace in your soul. Because why? You poured out your own praise to God. Your neighbor also did theirs. And so there was an atmosphere that we created. And in that atmosphere, healing has taken place. In that atmosphere, hope has been given to the hopeless. I mean, that's, that's what church is. That's what church is. We have the church. So when we choose time to come together like this in the service, that's what you'll expect. Paul writing, he said, each one has something to give. You have a song, you have a hymn, someone has a word of prophecy. He said, but just let everything be done unto edification or building up. So we are the church. You know, we have the wives of Christ. Wives. W-I-F-E-S. That's what we do. Those five things. We do it when we come to church. And I will give you the acronym. Praise God. So, why W stands for worship. Stands for worship. The object of our worship is not man. It's Jesus. Our king. That's why our songs, choices, we pick it to glorify him. That's the object of our worship. When we come, when we gather, in, whether you're here or any other place, the object. So, every church should promote that. Worship. Jesus being the focus. Number two, instructions. That's high. Instructions. Instruction. You are hearing the word of God now. It's supposed to help shape you to become, I mean, into your life as a disciple of Christ. If you need to make adjustment, you make it. And once you are making that adjustment, you see the element of growth in your life. The things I used to do, I do them no more. Where I used to, how I used to act, I act like that no more. If your case, my case is like, we are not making progress, then do word infusion for that. 
This is a good medicine. The word of God is a good medicine. It shapes our character. So, in church, you receive high. High means instructions. Instruction which reproduces in you to become a disciple of Christ. So, when you are picking a church, you look at it. Are they following Christ? Because Paul says, follow me as I am following Christ. So, picking a church is not because it's closer to your house. It's not. And you will agree with me, many of us in this room this morning, we traveled before we got here. High means instruction. Have means fellowship. Fellowship. Kononia. In fact, the word kononia is, trans is the same word translated as intercourse. So, when you come to church, we are having fellowship with God the Father on the basis of what Jesus has done and with one another. We do fellowship after fellowship. Is that not it? We look out for the welfare of each other. So that's the help there. He means evangelism. Evangelism. How does that work? I've encouraged you all earlier. We cannot live isolated. We can also not live insulated. You have friends. But you also have friends who are not here. In Acts chapter 18, 10, God was speaking, or the Holy Spirit was speaking to Paul. He said, I have great, I, I have more people in this city. And I believe God is saying that to us. I am with you. He has many people in this city. I, I saw a video in the course of this week. And the video, actually, I mean, it just touches my heart. How Christianity is compared to other religions. Christians are shy about their religion. If it is called religion, I want to believe in that context. How certain people or certain religion, if they work with you, they ask you to provide a praying place. If you don't, maybe just along the lines, someday you'll see somebody pulling out their mats and praying in the office, one corner of the office before work starts. They are not, they are not, but they said if Christian, and this was done actually by a person in that religion, but Christian, they said they are shy. They said if you start to pray in your office, that's when you, Christian is the first people who will approach you. This is not church, don't come and be praying here. I see that prayer will not enhance the business. Let's not be shy. Christ in you is the hope of glory. We want to be politically correct every time. We want to be seen as being accommodative. Every other religion will send you. Evangelism. What is evangelism? I decide to be the light in my office. That's it. That's it. You can't make money through crooked means. That's what separates us. Lights from darkness. You can't make money by taking advantage of other people. There's something in your conscience, if you are a believer, that I should tell you that it's not right. You can't make money by signing off because you want to get promotion. You sign up other people's destiny. No, you can't. As you said, but this world is wicked. You are the light in the midst of that darkness. Until we come to this realization, what I carry, what you carry, can change this whole nation, can change this continent, can change our world, as it were. Where there is darkness, shine your light. Where there is skill, sow peace. Where there is hatred, be an agent of love. That's Christianity. What will Jesus do if he finds himself in that space? So, a church promotes that. We are the light of the world. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16, it says in the message translation, it says, so let me tell you why you are here. Let me tell you, in case you don't know. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are like a city set upon the hill. I love the we, um, 
the last part of that scripture. He said, if I make you the light, why will you think I will hide you? You are saved for such a time as this. The Lord himself in the agenda of heaven, they know that there is chaos in our world. It's going to be. But we are the one. God is not going to change this world through angels. He's going to use people. God is not going to change the face of our economy in Nigeria as it were through the politicians. You know, the most upsetting thing for me now is the fact that if you want to cheat the whole nation, just go ahead. Don't do opening prayers in all your corruption events. Just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Don't mention God. Don't say somebody should do Christian prayer and Muslim prayer and then in recent time, an African tradition prayers. And then immediately you do those prayers, you start the act of corruption. Take him out completely. Let's who know what we are confronted with. There's no need to be double-faced. Some years back, some of our leaders went to Jerusalem and they were making mockery of water baptism by River Jordan. They said, you, ah, you don't steal. You better come. Make uh, Bishop baptize you so that your corruption can be washed away. No, we can't we can continue that. See, the salt eh, is not the volume of the salt. It's our decision to make a difference. It's not a quantity. A little, a little addition can spice up the whole soup. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And what does the S stands for? The S stands for service. Service. Service to God. Service to the needs of humanity. Service. 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 See, that slogan, no grief for anybody. You will lose opportunity if you no grief for anybody this year. You will lose opportunity because the world is broken. The world is looking for leaders. Leaders can only influence others by service, by creating value, things that hurt to people's lives. I saw a video, no grief for anybody. The woman opened up, banged another person's car, the other one opened up, the other one just reversed. And then bashed into the car, everything just fell off. And then he said, oh, no grief for anybody. Ha, you can't do that. People are not well, so you have to grieve for them. <laughs> so many years ago, I sat at the feet of an elderly man, and the man gave a word of wisdom. He said, when you meet a man, you know, sometimes it happens. You are walking, and a man might just came from the back and attacked you. He said, run, no, run, no, run, no. He said, because if the madman tears off your clothes, people around will be wondering, who is the mother among these two? So in church, please understand. Understand it. Worship, instruction, fellowship, evangelism, and service. It's not a clubhouse. So don't expect show when you come to church. I know we are, we are this day, Christianity is... is Thriving on, on efficacy, on show, on, 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 on all these things that we do. Mm. The difference is when you come. You come in expectation. It's a heart of devotion. God sees into my heart. He sees into your heart. You can't be posing before him. You can't, you can't even be using for oh God, oh God. No, it's not your mate. No, it's not your mate. You have to come with a heart. If you have messed up, tell him that you have messed up. First John wasn't written to sinners. He was written to believers. So he has made provision. And he has also made provision that you can't continue in wrongdoing, that his grace may abound. Please understand it. Understand. I, I, I know, but still understand it. Here, don't put your hand in. Me, I've never, I don't open my eyes really. But don't put your hand in your pocket. God is not your mate. 
is not. Don't put your hand in your pocket. Don't. Don't. It's not your mate. Oh, Larry Fio. It's not. He has invested so much in you. So, so much expectation is on you. So much. If he's doing wonderful things in your life, give him praise. If I, the more he does it, the more humble um, 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 or whatever English word, you understand what I'm about to say. He must increase while you are decreasing every day. So if you are a member of a local assembly, please understand. There is communion, there is communication, there is participation, there is contribution, there is distribution through our fellowship. There is communion, there is communication, there is participation, there is contribution, there is distribution through our fellowship. You belong to God's family. So Jesus has adopted you. You are adopted into this family. We were not people. He has made us now a people. We are chosen. We are not, some of us, people like myself, we were what people regard in the natural world. And NFA. There is no evil future. We can't see it. So talk about, not to not talk about ambition. But he said, by his grace, but God, but God, but God, So please understand, Ephesians 2.19 says, you are citizens, or you are a citizen with everyone else who belongs to the family of God. You are a citizen with everyone else. That's what that translation that I just read, CEV translation, renders it to everyone who belongs to the family of God. When we get together, Romans 1.12 says, he said, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Romans 1.12 in NLT, I want to encourage. So, please learn to design the body. I can't scatter this church by my action. So, everybody should have that posture. Everybody should have that posture. I must do things to the growing up of the body. I can't allow my ambition to override my feelings and I misbehave. I can't. I can't. And everyone too, I must be encouraged by your faith while you are also encouraged by my faith. I'm not the center of the universe. So this church doesn't revolve around me even though I'm the pastor. But you see, we must just understand these balances. You say, oh, you are not coming for Riaza. And so, preferably we still go on. That's the truth. If I decide not to preach this money, this word will still be preached. So please, let us say we are members of the body and then we are specific role and parts to play. Paul was writing, I think he's in Romans, that even giving, he said, let whoever gives to give liberally. So, you give of your time, you give of your talent, you give of your resources, you give, give it with a liberal heart. You are not the grand and the pillar of the truth of the church. What do they, what, there is a common saying, I said we are the pillar of that church. You are not. You just have the privilege to be able to give than maybe other people who are also members of the church. But let humility flow from your heart. If God has put you in such a position to do, there's nothing to brag about in that. Because to whom much is given, much is also expected of you. Can I have an amen this morning? As I begin to wrap it up, I know that I just need to wrap this up today. The better connected you are to your church family, the more you will experience everything that local church has to offer in God. 
the better connected hmm, you are to your church family, the more you will experience everything that church family has to offer in God. It's a principle. It's a principle. It's a principle. Because the church, by the great shepherd, covers you. If the great shepherd is covering your church, as it were, so you are covered. You don't remove yourself or uproot yourself. You don't. You don't. So the better you are connected to your church family, the more you will experience everything God has put in that church family to bless his people. So in your church, you will learn your true identity. Hospital 2.5, you will learn it. You are lively stone. You may not feel like it. You, you may think your stone is not shining now. But you see, as you give yourself to the teaching of God's word, as you adjust yourself, that shiny stone will come from Hospital 2.5. So you understand your true identity. It's God who can say to you that you are more than conqueror while you are still struggling. It's God who can say to you that I am the Lord that heals you while you have symptoms in your body. He said you are living stones. You are built up a spiritual household, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So you learn your true identity. Secondly, you are supported by others. You are supported. Hebrews 10.25 that's why he said, not forsaking, not forsaking, not forsaking, not giving up, not giving up. Say to yourself, there's something in me that my brother needs, and there's something in other people that you also need. Not giving up, not giving up, not giving up. Sometimes we say, ah, I don't like him. How will you feel if you hear that voice, that voice in your heart, that God says, I don't like you? We are body. I mean, the kind of God's love, Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You are supported by other. Number three, you discover your unique value. You discover your unique value. Matthew 5 again, verses 13 to 16. You are a light. You are a salt. That's your value. You are not just here to add to the population. 7.3, I don't know what it is. I think it's 6.7 or 6.8 or 7 point something billion now. You are not just a number. You are unique. You, are, you, are, you discover your uniqueness. Number four, you receive protection. There's a covering. I mean, in Luke chapter 1, verses 76 to 79, they were talking. They said, this spring from all night has shined upon us. And it's Talk about John. There were prophetic words over John. The same way, there are prophetic words over us. I don't know whether you believe it or not. These things, eh? I, I ain't no go anywhere until I see testimony around these 12 things. Because that's what prophetic word does. It preserves your life. No law anywhere. And I won't be in heaven looking down and I say, I remember when our father in the Lord was here, he was saying, mm -mm. You have it. I don't need it, but you have it. I use it. Brother Shaye, I'm going to Zambia tomorrow. You say, ah, Pastor, no, no. And then I said, no, no, no. You can't be using Brother Shaye's. Uh, I said, okay, go and upgrade from um, G650 to 750. Because Brother Shaye has 750. Mastro. I know the private jets. Because I desire it for you. If I follow them, all those people who make private jets. If people are not buying, they won't be making them. And they do new series every year. So get ready. You receive protection. You can't die cheap, you. You cannot. You are not permitted to. You are not permitted to. It does not matter the symptoms that you have in your body. You are not permitted to live here. You are not. You are not. 
you have an assignment over your life. It doesn't matter whether everybody exits in that family at 40, at 50. They have a ceiling point. You have broken the ceiling point. With long life, it will satisfy you and show you his salvation. It's when you are satisfied that you are permitted to live here. He said, ah, Pastor Koribe, Ayele, which are No, which are We have the principalities and power. Yes, sir. We are. We are. We are. Please understand from tomorrow. See your business as an act of worship. So there are funny things. Do you know, I discovered something recently. That no matter how powerful an abalist is, I've never seen them say, uh, this sacrifice, now lion we go use use them. <laughs> so who is who will go and catch the lion for sacrifice? I've never seen an abalist profess that. No. And when a crocodile or snake, no, they don't use all those ocean, don't they collect that? <laughs> and when lion is around, goats don't stroll. The same way. We belong to that order. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Goats, demons, principality, all these yes things. They can't be strolling around while you are there. <laughs> hey? And now that lion is around, and then lion is hiding from goats. It's an aberration. It's the same thing the way God looks at you. He has invested so much in you. As you are seated here, you carry the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. As you are seated here, the power, when God said in the beginning, let there be light, what he spoke out is what is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I know they use my, I know they brag, but I they brag when it comes to God's word. I will see the fullness of this word. I will, I will walk in the reality of it. I'm on a journey. You, you start your own journey if you haven't started. And if you have started, it's a good journey. Let's go together. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you receive protection. You receive protection. It's there. It's a covering. That's what, what happened to Adam and Eve. There was a covering. They didn't even know that they were vulnerable. They were naked. They didn't know. It was when that covering lifted. That was when they knew that I was afraid. That was when fear set in. And Job said that which are great. When that covering lifts, fear sets in. Job said in Job 3.25, that which I greatly fear has come upon him. When he switched back, you know that God restored to him. But we don't have to go through those experiences. We can be with him 24-7. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. The last one there, you become productive. You become productive. You, become, you see, I don't know, but I will say it with all sincerity of heart. Please, you can't run that business on your own logic. You can't. You have to submit to him. I understand. This day too, I look at all those videos. Do you know that when someone is drowning in the sea, as skillful as those divers are, or those people, sea guards, they don't just swim to go and, as long as that person is flapping, they just swim around the person. They swim around them. When they realize that he has drunk sufficient enough water and he's going there, that's when the divers come. And at that time, he's in full submission. I say to you today, you see that business in your hand, that career path, as long as you want to run it on your own, you can't enjoy the fullness of God. All he wants you and I to do in this year is to just submit. I also understand that those guys with their uh, who suffers, you know that when all of us are running out of water, that's when the suffers is going. It's not because they have the ability to stop the wave, but they use the same wave that we are running hard to enjoy. It's like a glide. They are skillful in it. And that's why you and I must know God for ourselves this year. We must become skillful in the word of God such that when we are faced with situations of life, we can use those same things to glide. 
There is no special problem. You just have special ignorance displayed by people. There's no special problem anywhere. If you analyze it, everything we are, the world has been, always been running in cycle. There has always been famine since the day of Abraham. And then you will come, cycle of abundance. And then people will forget God. And then it goes down again. That's our vision as a church. Please understand it. You learn about your true identity. You are supported by others. You discover your unique value. You, are, you receive God's protection. You become productive. You become productive. You will still be bearing fruit in your old age. You will show that the Lord is good. See, I may not bother myself about those who don't know God. And that's why we need to do evangelism. But you and I, if you are locked up in this covenant and you want to serve this God wholeheartedly, I've seen him raise those who didn't go to our former school. So it's not about education. If you are still well bragging on your education, you can have many. As I say to my friend, I say, oh, I'm pursuing another master. I say, okay, that is the third one. Uh, I'm pursuing another one, fourth one, fifth one. It's good to be professionally stand. But if I have five degree, five degree, 360 degrees make it satisfy. Five minus 360. Can you see how old my journey is still long? In terms of knowledge, because knowledge puffed up. By the time I have five degrees, uh, five masters, whatever I have, I become, the maximum I become is to become a doctor or a prof. After prof, I become prof, doctor, allergy, you know how men. In closing today, you know, those were the things in our heart that for the sake of branding and all that, that's those ones who are trained to do it now help us to put it together. So we say the vision is bringing men and women into the full realization of their potential in God. And when all of us are working in that, what we do on a daily basis, applying all this in, is to build a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influences change. In the society, we are not the salt and the light of the church. We are the salt and light of the world. So it's outside. That's where our job is. We are equipped there, but we go outside to practicalize it. And then we have things that we regard as our core values, which we call fullness. Someone comes in, God in contact with Jesus. So that's forgiveness. And then they begin to, we begin to expose them to God's word to find their uniqueness. And then in the community, love is our binding factor. And then we now leverage on the advantages of the things God has invested in our community. And then recognizing the nobleness or nobility in each person. And then all things are not going to be in the flesh. It's done supernaturally. We are spirit-taught, spirit-led, spirit-guided, and then we are able to serve God. And then the cost of humanity. That's what we call fullness. Which one I haven't said? Eh? Excellence. We do all that we do practically. So in closing today, let me read something to you. I know I've spent time and I requested for it. Because I'm not going to go back again. So, what is our church culture? We value biblical instructions. That's one. We believe the Bible is the inspired, unchangeable word of God, which equips us for sound doctrine, for daily living. The Bible is our first, in-between, and final authority in all things. Secondly, we value excellence. We value people who serve with an excellent spirit, quality, sharpness, accuracy, which is our reference point, our salt and light of the world. Number three, we value the family. We believe that individual family is a bedrock of every good society. So we equip people to reflect God's love and value is blueprint for the family unit. I, I was in a space yesterday. Someone lost his wife. Man, 92. His wife, 87. You know, all true, and the man was carrying, crying like a baby. 
And he was just mentioning things. 65 years. So they've been married for 65 years. So he was just saying 65 years. 65 years. Where will I go? How will I start? 65 years. 65 years. To, 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 to a great God. They are wealthy people, comfortable people, but he wasn't referring to anything. 65. At interval, he just say, he would just say 65 years. 65 years. 65 years. 65. See, yesterday, I realized that all of us, it's the only definition of love that we know. It's theory. What is love? Love is kinikon, kinikon between two or, two or three people. I saw, I saw it real. That's 65 years, at least in the last two years. Uh, that wife that he was crying over had bouts with dementia. So he wasn't even, she wasn't even aware who except him. What I will expect in my own little mind is that, okay, she's gone, life continues, 65 years, 65 years. So we value family. Please, if you are here and you are thinking of bailing out, holy love, <laughs> you can't. You can't. Sit down and count that cost. Sit down. And if you are not yet married, here, and you are here. You can't be doing mini, mini, mini. Sit down and see the future. You are in it for life. Because I, have, I know that I have control over you. Because you have not done it. But those who have done it. treat See. Even if you don't come back next Sunday, I'm so for my own. We value family. The presence of area boys and girls is there a proof that there are area fathers and area mothers. We can't continue in that. Government program, intervention program, doesn't build stable families. Out of Zion shall comfort. We value diversity. Our doors are open to men of people of races, nationality, age, group, social classes. As long as they have heartfelt needs that Jesus will meet, our doors are open. We value soul winning. We believe, we believe God has commissioned each and every one of us to be his witnesses out there. Is not, soul winning is not what the evangelism department of the church just do. Everybody, every believer is a soul winner. If we are living the life, then that life should be attractive enough to bring people. Praise God. We value discipleship and leadership development. Everyone has the leadership. What is the future church that we see? We see a church where the word of God takes absolute truth over unbelief, cultural biases, and worldly influence to create a Christ-centered life. Secondly, we see a church setting new biblical standards in our own continent. Africa that is rooted in idolatry and witchcraft. A church who engages and inspires others to know the true and the living God. A church where Jesus is the head, the Holy Spirit is our helper, and our focus is the Great Commission. Thirdly, we see a church of great army rising with the gospel, sending forth as a witness, light sought and market in the market space of the society. Lighthouse, we raise disciples of Jesus who will become church agents. In our market spaces and take personal responsibilities for their families, nation, trust, and stewardship. We see a church, fourthly, that will radically present each person mature in Christ with the grace to impart others to become Christ like followers who love, obey, and produce extravagant fruit, bringing glory to God and reaching their full potential in Christ. Number five, we see a church in multiple thousands, healthy, growing in faith full of love, where God's word is constantly taught, clearly believed, uh, constantly taught clearly, believed deeply, shared freely, and lived purposely by our members as change agents in the society. Number six, we see a church where young people are infected with the gospel in a manner that is contagious, 
that they will develop a personal relationship with God to transform their world. Our children and young adults will be trained, or are constantly trained in God's word to take the stance in their faith work. We see a church where believers who are professionals and business owners are disciples, matured in character, knowledge, and skill. This change that will impact not only our church, but our city, our nation, and our world. We see leaders from our church taking position as teachers in school, CEOs in organizations, father of families, president of countries, heads of international agencies, advocates and transformers of a better society. Lastly, we see a church whose campuses are bustling up for kingdom activity. It's a place where God's commission is daily carried out by gifted and competent workforce who faithfully use their spiritual gift to equip others. A place where people who have different languages, nationality, works of life comes to worship, pray, serve, and learn as leaders. God helping us. That's the church that we see into the future. And that's church that we will uphold until Jesus comes. May the Lord bless and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Give you peace as we take this journey together. Give you, lift up his countenance of peace and favor. Plant you in your areas of influence. Making you to be the salt and the light that he has designed you to be. In Jesus' precious name. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.